0: Yoga in all its forms has been a support for me in my life through all the highs and lows. It's opened my mind and my heart in ways I never knew were possible. It has been a teacher, a taskmaster, and a friend. This podcast is an offering. I wish to share the teachings of yoga with you as a tool to help navigate life. Namaste and welcome. Welcome, I'm so glad you're here. So we're going to discuss the fifth Niyama, the fifth personal observance, Ishvara Pranadhan. Ishvara is translated to mean God, Brahman, supreme being, higher source, divinity, and Pranadhan is surrender. It's releasing, letting go so ishvara pranadana is surrendering to something greater than the self the small self it's about surrendering to a higher being what is it that we're surrendering all of our actions surrendering the fruits of your labor serve work be disciplined but do not be attached to the outcome. All of your life is a ritual. All of your life is an offering. An offering to source, an offering to divine consciousness, an offering to humanity. It's not about giving up or experiencing defeat, and it's not not about that. So in other words, Ishvara Pranadana is not about perfection or even the goal of perfection, because it's being offered to a higher being. It is, it's about non-attachment to the end result of your actions, but you still have to act. You still have to show up. You still have to be a part of whatever this is we're experiencing. But in doing so, we're trying to come more from the manas, the heart, the the, the heart-mind, than we are of the ego, of the mind-mind. When we are experiencing our actions, our goals, the results of our hard work, efforts, when we're experiencing them in an egoic from an egoic sense from the ego it's got a very mind mine mine it's got a very um there's a there's a lot of narrative we could be really hard on ourselves we are attached to the outcome this has to be really good whatever it is i'm doing i've got to do it really great um and there's a there's a rigidity to that there's a absence of faith in that and when we're looking at this fifth niyama, and remember they're all it's just a big tree of yoga right this is just one of them but it's saying surrender your actions live from a place of offering and devotion Do not be attached to the outcome because when we're attached to the outcome, that's when we start to create obstacles for ourselves. That's when we start to get in our own way or thwart our ability to try again. We tell ourselves, well, I'm no good at writing or I'm no good at painting or I'm no good at whatever it is, mountain climbing, dog training, typing, you know, whatever it is, but whatever it is that you're looking to put out into the world, you have to go at it from a place of co-creation. You know, being able to be in a place of surrender means that you are not engaging in the action as if it's all you alone and it's about you, whether it's a success or a failure, whether it works well or you fall on your face. It's understanding that the surrender is a forever thing. Meaning when you recognize that whatever it is you are applying yourself to, it is absolutely A co-creation with the energies of the universe flowing through you. And so if you can shift the talk in your head that you're in a solo expedition and recognize that it's actually a co-creation, I think that from that place comes forgiveness and, you know, a, a sense of a kindness to yourself. Well, ahim- ahimsa you're not doing harm to yourself because you're saying, okay, I have this goal. I have this passion. I have this idea, or I got this job, or I want to make this thing. And I'm going to go about it in a way that feels l- loving to myself. I'm going to do the best I can to be non-harming to myself through the process and at the outcome. And in adopting that kind of attitude, that's the co-creation. That's where you're saying, I know that it's not just me doing this thing. There's a bigger picture here and I got to get out of my own way in order for my soul to evolve through all of these experiences. Um, you know, all of the experiences, the totality of our life are for the benefit of the soul's growth. It's not all for nothing. It's about, it's absolutely about stepping into the mysticism, the magic of this entire human experience and having faith. Kahil Gibran says, faith is an ocean in the heart which can never be reached by the caravan of thinking. Faith is an ocean in the heart. So all that you aspire to do, all of your actions must be doused in faith. That whatever the outcome, that's what is meant to be. You know, it's it's absolutely the truth. And I use the word absolutely, by the way as literal as possible. I try not to use it for effect, but I, I purport that it is absolutely essential to make mistakes in order to learn. That's not the first time you're hearing that. But if you know that it is absolutely essential that mistakes will occur in order for you to learn the thing, then why, when mistakes occur, do we fall so hard on ourselves? Why aren't we able to say, okay, I erred there. I made a mistake. This didn't turn out the way I had anticipated. Back to the drawing board with all of this information supporting me in my actions, in my endeavor. That's Ahimsa. That's non-harming. That's being really truthful about the situation. That's coming to a project, an idea, a development with tapas, with discipline, with heat. That's having a sense of introspection or self-study saying, okay, look, I tried this. this. This was my choice. These were my decisions. These were my actions. And I failed, or I fell short of the mark so i get to try again and again i have all of this new knowledge that i wouldn't have had if i hadn't tried and failed but when we get so stuck on the outcome we become again we become very it's a it we become contracted we become rigid and boxed in and the narrative the self narrative is self-flagellating almost always and then we beat ourselves up or we talk negative to ourselves or we put ourselves down or we say that's right i knew you couldn't do that and then there are old tapes that play in our heads from authority figures when we were younger all the things as far says hey you are divinely created being created from source act As if (laughs) so, whatever it is that you are putting out into the world, be excited about it, but be experienced non-attachment to the outcome. You may not be able to control the events in your life, but you have agency over your emotional reactivity. And I've said this before, it's more common to hear everything happens for a reason. I prefer everything happens for our liberation. I prefer that because I really do believe that our human experience is about the liberation of our soul and our essence here in this container of humanity with all of humanity bumping up against us when you look into a newborn's eyes you see truly you see the wisdom and they say that we come in all knowing because we've been here before but much of our life is about an unlearning or about being given new and different experiences with which to learn from having faith and adopting a sense of being able to surrender to a higher divine consciousness is about saying, I understand the evolution of my soul here on earth and i am willing to stand in full faith that whatever i am experiencing the highs and the lows the suffering and the bliss i am absolutely meant to be experiencing this but being able to practice non-attachment from the outcome is really being able to identify that you are not the outcome you are not even that which you are attempting to produce or create you are a channel of the energy for that which you are trying to create i think of the uh, yoga studios that i had founded in Massapequa, on long island and we were the first yoga studio there om tara yoga studio and i had no idea what i was doing at all i had no business opening up a yoga studio before the ink was dry on my 200 hour <laughs> yoga teacher training certificate but it was very much a force that felt bigger than me and i often say that that force put me into the flow to create this small little space that became very sacred to myself and many because I needed that in my life. It wasn't my ego saying, I want to be a studio owner. I didn't have a business plan. I didn't do anything where I had to go get a loan. I just it really, if it, if it survived, it survived. And I think I've told the story in a previous episode, I didn't have any idea what i was doing it very much felt like a force that was moving me in the direction to this outcome this thing i had no idea if i was going to fail or succeed and i absolutely did not know what failure or success would even look like i had no idea what i was doing but i knew that it needed to be done and it again it wasn't about I, I wanted the label of being a yoga teacher or a studio owner. Um, it was really something that felt it wanted to come through me. The energy wished to come through me. It was a downloadable file for me. And I happened to be in the space. There was a perfect alignment for it to occur that's all and then in the energy of surrender and faith as opposed to egoic ownership and possessiveness this studio became a sacred space for many in the community it was an organism all its own and it had a life all its own I was simply the channel for it to come through and it was what it was, but if I had (laughs) been attached to any outcome, if it had been very egoic, the ego can very much block the flow of energy for the co-creation of what is meant to come through you in this incarnation. That is something that I, I believe firmly. It doesn't mean that it doesn't rear its head. It doesn't mean that because I believe that firmly, my ego never shows up. Absolutely not. I have a very healthy ego, fortunately and unfortunately. It just means that through the practice and through the study of yoga and Buddhism, I have come to recognize the difference of being in surrender and being an ego. And I can catch myself in both, and course correct where necessary. That's all it is, really. Life is just one big course correction. Actually, I'm going to rephrase that. I've said before, life is a series of adjustments. That wonderful wisdom came from my husband when we were teenagers. But life is actually about a lot of small, little, gentle corrections. And that reminds me of when I would go flying with my father in his ultralight. He was an ultralight pilot. And, and, and even when he flew um, the Cessnas uh, when I was much younger, I would fly with him often. It was always a very gentle touch to the wheel, especially in the ultralight. It was always a very gentle touch. And I remember him saying, just, just light. It's just light corrections. Just make easy corrections that's all you have to do. You don't have to do anything harsh or sudden. And he would say this to me, just easy correction. I say that because that's what life is. It's just, just realize that it's all about these very easy, gentle course corrections that we make along the way in our life as, as needed, you know, as it is made aware to us that a course correction is needed. And so. Having faith, having that ocean in the heart of faith is very much Ishvara Pranadana. It's very much about surrender. Uh, But if you've got control, which at the root of control is fear, you don't trust the judgment of others. I had a situation recently where I was really trying to micromanage a situation that when I finally caught myself, it was a laugh out loud moment (sighs) because I realized that I was trying to control something that I could have, I had absolutely no control over. And the part that I actually could control, even that was slightly delusional. When I had that awareness, when I stopped myself in my tracks and said, what are you doing? You're, You're straining yourself and exhausting yourself and draining yourself and creating anxiety for yourself because you think that you can control a situation that you have no control over. And once I put that weight down, once I opened the grip of my hands, I found an exhale that I didn't even know I was holding my breath. And I recognized in that moment, the phrase that I love, one of our greatest freedoms is how we react to things. I realized that if I allowed myself to step into a space of love, that I would be able to be love and receive love. But if I stayed in a state of control, fear, mistrust, anxiety, that's exactly what I was going to discover. That's exactly what I was going to experience. And I can tell you that once I found that in myself, through my meditation, through my journaling, once I caught myself at what I was doing, I actually experienced more love than I could have ever imagined in this situation that I had to be in. I I couldn't believe it, and yet I could. I led with love, and I was shown love, period. End of story. But when we are unwilling to surrender our actions to a divine source we stay gripped and we are shackled by the illusion of being able to control what we're looking for is actually an unshakable faith yeah and again i find in my experience in life that i get reminded of the power of faith and surrender when I see signs in my life. One of the signs that I have from my mother who passed three years ago almost are hummingbirds. Hummingbirds were something I very rarely ever noticed before. Um, I think I can tell you quite honestly, I've seen two in my life. And uh, one was in uh, Santa Fe and one was in Bearsville, New York, and quite, quite a part of time between those. And I was like, oh my gosh, a hummingbird, just blown away. And in the past, just, just shy of three years, I have seen countless hummingbirds, whether they've been in physical form in nature or whether they've been on an Oracle card that I've drawn, whether they've been on a a vase that came to be mine, that was my mother's covered in hummingbirds. And I've known this vase for 30 years and I'd never noticed that it was hummingbirds on it and so on and so forth. Being able to step into the mystical energies of life and being able to embrace the magic is what helps to bolster my faith, which thereby allows me the freedom to surrender and also to see the humor in when I'm not surrendering. Because if you can't laugh at yourself, I don't know what we'll do. Um, there's a, there's a, uh, Indian proverb, everything will be okay in the end. If, and it's, and if it's not okay, it's not the end that's faith. That saying everything will be okay in the end and you know what if it's not okay it's not the end it will all work out it will all work out um we have to let the small self fall away and when i say and they say uh surrender to a higher source it is very important that i share my perception of that 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 higher source is very much the self of you with the big S it's your higher state of being. You know, when we offer up our actions to the divine, we're offering them up to humanity because we're all one. We're all interconnected. The uh, Upanishads, the Upanishads define Ishvara as a state of collective consciousness. It's about releasing your grip, man. It's about letting go. It's about first acknowledge that you're trying to control everything and you're freaking exhausted. And also recognizing the non-loving thoughts you have about yourself when you make mistakes or fail at something. And how that's not getting you anywhere. Faith is that which allows us to release our attachments. Frees us to accept embrace, learn, grow from our mistakes. It's dedicating the fruits of our labor to a higher source. This is what allows us to let go of the egoic narrative around success and failure. Accept it all, release it all. Again, it's the energy is flowing through you. It's not of you. Very much when I I teach right now, sitting in this closet, offering the teachings, When I would teach in front of students yoga asana, philosophy, Ayurveda, whatever it was, I would teach a 90 minute yoga class of asana and meditation and so forth. I would go into a zone where I didn't know how I knew what I knew. (laughs) That's like the central intuitive agency, the Robin Williams joke. But I truly didn't know. It was an out-of-body experience. It is an out-of-body experience for me to offer the teachings as I see them. When I make these recordings, it's a one take. I run it through once and then that's it. And then I listen to it and then I post it to be published. I'm not doing these things five or six times. That would mean I was in my mind, in my head, in my ego. I have no idea what I'm saying. I do take some prep notes, but they're rough bullet lines or whatever you call them, bullet points. What I'm getting at is what I'm doing by having that experience. And I'm not doing it. The experience is happening to me. I'm in the flow of energy that is saying, here, you're plopped in front of students, people that have a desire to experience yoga with you, and you are going to guide them. If I stayed up in my head, I swear to you, I would have never become a yoga teacher, never. I had to feel it in my body and I had to quiet my my narrative. Um, students would say to me after I would teach a class, literally five minutes, they'd roll up their mat, put their props away, come to the front of the studio to get their shoes. I'd be at the desk and they'd say, I wish I could uh, just talk to you for a moment that thing that you just said, like it really, and I would have to look at them time and time again and say, I'm so sorry. I truly don't remember. (laughs) Not, not like I don't have great recall. I don't, I do. I don't know what I just said, but if you tell me it'll, it'll spark, it'll come back, but I don't know what just happened in that room. I consider that surrendering I wasn't trying to control the outcome of anything. I wasn't going to have success every time. That wasn't what that's about. So the Bhagavad Gita says, and the Bhagavad Gita is uh, translated as the song of the Lord. And it's about Arjun and Krishna. Do everything in my name. Then you will get peace and joy. Your practice matters. Ritual matters. The intention behind your practice, your offerings, your actions, your showing up in your day-to-day life, your motivations, your inspirations, it matters. You matter. Find the rituals in your life. Create daily rituals in your life. We'll talk more about this in future episodes. Rituals are very important to me. They keep me grounded. They keep me sane (laughs) to whatever degree I am. Uh, It's it's about dedicating. It's about devotion. It's about bhakti. It's about surrender, Um, stepping into the flow of life and not allowing yourself to be I feel like I want to put my hands around my throat like I'm being choked. Don't choke yourself in life anymore. Release the grip on everything. Have fun. Be playful. Surrender. Have faith. And the day came when the risk to remain in a tight bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Anis Nin. Thank you so much for experiencing this episode with me. And we have reached the... End of the first two limbs of the eight limbed yoga path as put forth by Patanjali. And in our next episode, we'll be moving away from the yamas and the niyamas, although never fully because it's all woven together. And we'll be talking about asana. That's going to be a good one. Thank you so much. May all beings be happy and peaceful. May all beings be healthy and strong. May all beings be safe and protected. May all beings live with ease. Namaste.